Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Yesterday we looked closely at the story of Peter and John and the healing of the crippled man. Uh, We are, of course, in Acts of the Apostles and today we start Chapter 4. You made the point at the end of yesterday's programme, Colin, that the people that Peter spoke to after that miracle had occurred would have been the very crowd that had called for the crucifixion of Jesus just a few weeks prior to this occasion. We're very fickle. Yes, certainly some of them. But the aftermath of this incident still continues in chapter 4 of Acts. While Peter and John were addressing the people, some priests and Sadducees, together with the captain of the temple guard, approached them. They were extremely disturbed because the apostles were teaching that through Jesus the dead are definitely resurrected. They arrested Peter and John, and because it was late in the day, had them thrown into prison overnight. Despite this, many who had heard their message became believers, and their number grew to about 5,000 men. Uh, They only counted the men because uh, it was only the men who belonged to the synagogue. The ladies and the children were in addition to the men. So, for example, when... um, Jesus performed the miracle of feeding the 5,000. It says in the scripture it was the 5,000 men. There would have been the women and children in addition to that. So uh, now the church is really growing in a significant way. Interesting that it's growing in the face of persecution. And historically that has always been the case. When the church has experienced persecution, it has grown. Now, why should that be? Because the church is only persecuted when there is something worth persecuting. When the church is really moving in the life and the power of God, it confronts society with the truth. And that's when persecution happens. So the fastest um, growing uh, nation from a Christian point of view today is China. The church is growing faster in China than any other part of the world. Why? Because in China, there is fairly constant persecution of the church. So it's now reckoned there are over, well over a million underground churches, not just underground believers, but underground churches. Uh, And uh, uh, so come on persecution. Because, you know, we want the church to be in a place where the world gets upset by what is happening because of what the church, not just what the church is saying, but what is happening, the way people's lives are are being impacted. Um, I, uh, I was just talking recently to a group about a visit I made to a prison in um, South America, where they they have 3,000 men in this prison, many violent criminals, murderers, and so on. 1,500 of them uh, are born again, and whole, whole um, floors are labeled evangelical, and you don't see guards on those floors because 
some of the past some of the prisoners have become pastors and they look after those floors and these people are praying and so on and how did that happen well it started with two people and they started two prisoners who were backslidden Christians, came back to the Lord because they were thrown in prison, began to pray for the other prisoners, witness to them. They all became believers. The authorities thought, this is terrible, what is happening here, we've got to stop this. So they moved them to another floor. They, they thought, well, we'll put them with the mafia. That was soon quite. So they, they prayed for all the people on that floor and all the, all the really hardened mafia people became Christians. So they then said, well, we'll separate these two and put them on different floors. So both those floors all became Christians. <laughs> and so it went on until there were 1,500. But you see, it was in the light of that persecution that actually the gospel was spread in that prison. But and often you find that, you know, where there's persecution, Christians have to disperse, but wherever they go, they take the life and the love and the power of God. But isn't it interesting because the church is just such a, a great has got such a great effect on society. I mean, here they were doing such good. Yes, but you see, you make a religious people make a big mistake, and this is what has happened in in the last few years in this country, for example. Uh, where the church has tried to woo the world, it's tried to be like the world, it's accepted the standards of the world in, try to try in an attempt to be popular with the world. And you can't because you've only got to read what Jesus says about the gospel and what the rest of the New Testament says about the gospel. It will confront the world with its sin. It will not try to be like the world to woo the world. It's a drastic mistake. Uh, to think that you're going to be effective in that way. And what happens? The world laughs at the church. The church has become a laughing stock. I mean, you know, it's the butt of comedians' jokes and of sitcoms and all this kind of thing, you know, which people think, oh, well, we've got to be able to laugh at ourselves. No, 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 no. The church should not, should not be a figure of fun because the church is the body of Christ and the body of Christ is not a figure of fun. It, it's a terrible indictment on how unspiritual the churches have become. So, you know, we need to hear a call back to the life of the Spirit, back to godliness, back to the place where we can be effective in actually impacting the world with the gospel. So there's bound to be confrontation. There's bound to be persecution if we're going to be faithful. I mean, all through my ministry, I've suffered a lot of rejection, and a lot of it has come from other Christians. I think often out of jealousy because they've seen the way the power of God has been working, not just in my ministry, but in what God has been doing amongst us as a people. And uh, that challenges people because they don't see the same thing, they don't see the same life, they don't see the same kind of worship and power operating. So instead of, instead of saying, hey, we need, we need this, we need this life. We need this love. We need this power. They, they tend to turn on other people. They want to reduce everybody to their own level instead of seeing that if only they open their hearts to God, God would raise them up to a higher level of spirituality. And that's what we want because we haven't arrived yet. We're always looking to God for more and more and more. But we need, must get back to Acts, mustn't we? <laughs> but then we've got to apply this. We're talking about the Acts of Apostles for today. So if we don't apply it for today, what's the point of studying it, you see? 
Verse 5 of chapter 4. On the following day, the rulers, elders, and teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas the high priest was present, as were Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest's family. They ordered Peter and John to be brought before them and demanded to know, By what power and in whose name did you heal that man? Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, replied. Now, you see, what they're learning to do is to walk in the Spirit. So, they obviously obeyed the prompting of the Spirit to heal the crippled man. And now, filled with the Spirit, this is not Peter, this is the Spirit of God going to speak through Peter. What did Jesus promise? He said, don't worry what to say when you're hauled before men, because the Holy Spirit will give you what to say. So this is the outworking of that promise that Jesus gave. It says, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being charged because of an act of mercy shown to a cripple, and you want to know how he was healed, then you and all the people of Israel need to understand this. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man can stand before you completely healed. He is the one referred to in the scripture that says, The stone rejected by you builders has become the cornerstone on which the whole building depends. No one else can provide salvation. Through his name alone is it possible for people to be saved. Now you see, there's a dynamic truth which the church needs to boldly proclaim today. There are not many ways to the one God. There is only one way to the one God. And there are other gods that are worshipped by other religions, but the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the only way to be saved through him and brought into relationship with him as our Father, our Savior, our Lord, is by faith in Jesus Christ, in who he is, in what he has done for us in the cross, so that knowing that uh, he took us to the cross that we might be crucified with him, we might also now be able to share in the risen life of Jesus. You see, what we have to understand is that people in other religions that are all around us, they don't want to share in the risen life of Jesus. They don't even believe in the risen life of Jesus. And yet this is the call on the church to live the risen life of Jesus in the world today. And that's why God filled these first believers with the Holy Spirit. And that's why he fills people with the Holy Spirit today, to enable us to live the risen life of Jesus in the world. And if we live the risen life of Jesus, then we're going to do the same things as Jesus and even greater things still because that's what Jesus said. So we're going to be able to pray for others to be filled with the Spirit, which Jesus couldn't do because the Spirit was not yet given because he was not yet glorified. So we should be the people of the Spirit that are seeing people's lives transformed, seeing the signs and wonders that accompany the preaching of the gospel. Why don't we see more signs and wonders? Because the gospel isn't preached. All kinds of other things are often preached. But when the gospel is preached, God will confirm his word with signs and wonders, so long as we believe and expect that to happen. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 